Hey, what's going on, my friend? Welcome back to the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast, where we discuss science and science-based tools in everyday life, particularly neurobiology, exercise physiology, and the nutritional sciences. My name is Jessica Wong, and I am a neuroscience student at the University of Southern California. In today's episode, we will be discussing how your brain creates your reality. Have you ever wondered why it's so easy to hear your own name in another conversation when you're at a party? Or why, after you hear about a really cool topic, you begin seeing it everywhere you go? If you've been thinking about buying a Range Rover, chances are that's literally everywhere you look, huh? This is all because of your reticular activating system, which is called the RAS. The RAS is this huge bundle of nerves sitting at the edge of your brainstem. Our brains are incredibly complex as we can literally sift through billions of bits of information at any given time, right? And we somehow have to organize all that information coming in and the reticular activating system helps with that. The reticular activating system literally programs itself to work in your favor without having you do anything at all. So what's the secret to success, right? Some folks may argue that a very very successful person has a strong vision, they express gratitude, they're honest to themselves, they learn from failure, they have high emotional and cognitive intelligence, right? This list can go on and on, right? While these traits, all of them, right, they play a really helpful role, the real secret to success comes down to neuroscience and how you can condition your brain to achieve your dreams and your goals. The brain is wildly complex, but for success, it's a lot of the RAS, the release of dopamine and your memory that make things possible. This can get kind of complicated, but I'm going to make it as, as painless as possible for all y'all. As always, I just want to mention that this podcast is part of my effort to bring zero cost to consumer public education about science as it is unrelated to my roles as a personal trainer and as an undergraduate student. So your RAS has some sort of scoreboard to make note of what you focus on and acts like a doorkeeper, filtering out literally 8 million bits of unnecessary information so the seemingly important things can get through the thalamus and into your conscious. Think of the RAS as something that eliminates the white noise and the important noises can get through now. And it goes through the RAS and into the cerebrum to be converted into conscious thoughts, conscious emotions, and even conscious actions. Think of the RAS as the science behind the law of attraction and the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Which is why the principle of placebo working is all about the RAS and these things. Some people suggest that you can train your RAS by taking your subconscious thoughts and combining them with your conscious thoughts by what people basically call setting your intentions. This superficially means that if you focus real hard on your goals, then your RAS will reveal the information and the opportunities that will help you achieve those goals. Therefore, if you care a lot about positivity, for example, you will become more aware of that intent and you'll tune to the right information to help you do that. When you look at it this way, the law of attraction isn't as mystical as it seems, right? It isn't as, as woo-woo as it seems. If you focus on the bad things, you will invite negativity into your life. If you focus on the good things, you'll have positive things coming out too because your brain is simply seeking out them. It's not magic or rocket science. It's just your RAS influencing the world you see around you. If you have negative thoughts about yourself and the world, then your RAS will literally look for solutions 
for situations that confirm and validate that to prove that your beliefs are correct. And without the RAS, we would be overloaded with data and basically go insane. Imagine you're walking in a noisy office that's full of confusion and chaos, but you can still hear someone saying your name in a moderately soft voice. It's never about the volume. It's about the value of what you hear. In this case, your name is really important to you, and this puts your RAS at work. In the same way, the RAS seeks information that validates your beliefs by filtering the world through the parameters you give it, and your beliefs shape those parameters. So, how does the RAS decide on which information is important to let in, and which information is just noise to be filtered? This criteria is very simple. Your RAS will know to let in what you believe in, what you value most, what you think about most often, and what you keep telling yourself from time to time. Like for example, if you decide that having a kind smile is important in communication with others, then you start to see the abundance of that or the lack there of it in others. If you tell yourself that you're the best student and you work the hardest, then your RAS will register this by creating this filter to collect the information that fits that thought that you had. You may receive a few bits of reality that confirm that thought, and by conditioning yourself to imagined situation, then you will start subconsciously behaving accordingly, and you may act up, and you may end up creating an exactly matching reality of what you constantly believed in. Our RAS is also kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Because it applies everything that you are feeding to your brain. Like for example, if you watch all you watch on the media is news and how the world is so violent, everything is so hostile, you're filling your RAS with programmed information that's telling it life is horrible, people are dangerous and there's scary stuff out there. I'm not here to say that that stuff isn't dangerous and that the world is areas are unsafe at times and that shouldn't be keeping you you away from the news but what this means is you should be aware of what you feed your mind and create a balance by maybe turning to a uplifting show after the news or reading a positive book of your choice there's a lot of interesting videos about YouTube and how to train your RAS through visualization, but I'm going to suggest this simple three-step method that I believe is the most practical. First, you want to think of your goal or the circumstance that you want to influence. Get really specific here, okay? Boil it down to literally the essence so you can create an imaginative environment for your subconscious. Second, think about the experiences in regard to that goal or situation or the result you want to reach. This step should be pretty easy if you dive deep into the first one. Lastly, create a mental film of how you can picture that goal and situation turning out in the future. Be cognizant of the sounds, the conversations, the visuals, the details of, of it all, and replay it often in your head. Of course, these things aren't as easy as they sound, but this is one way that is believed to train your reticulating activating system. It's all about allowing your subconscious and your conscious to work together in visualizations to make it happen. The idea that if you can hear your name in a crowd of hundreds at a party, you can also tune your brain to focus and attract the things that matter most to you. I'm pretty certain that you can, and I want to continually refocus and remind your brain 
of what matters and what doesn't, right? This is basically the idea that the more you the more you keep on top of your goals on your mind, the more your subconscious will work to reach them, which is why writing down your goals, visualizing your intended outcome, and regularly practicing affirmations is so important. Doing these things will help your subconscious mind focus on what's really important to you and Therefore, you gotta pay attention to the words you say after your I am statements, right? Imagine always saying to yourself how bad of a friend you are, how terrible of a student you are, or how bad you look, right? These I am statements have a powerful effect on programming your reticular activating system because negative self-talk leads to beliefs that programs your RAS to bring proof to. Lastly, let's talk about the two last features about the RAS, which are about dopamine feedback loops and memories. While the RAS is what helps you focus on your goals, the release of dopamine is what makes the success feel so great, right? I've done an episode about dopamine before, and in the dopamine reward pathway, when we succeed at something, our brains will will release dopamine, and dopamine, as you know, is very connected to motivation. However, after you've experienced repeated success and the pleasure you've initially had gets smaller and smaller, that's when you seek bigger rewards, bigger goals, and unlock your next potential. For example, if your goal was to get two workouts in for the week, and you do that and you crush that for a period of time consistently, then your next goal would be to get three or four workouts done in a week, right? This is just a general example. Everything else can stay the same, it's just that it becomes more challenging as well as rewarding. For memories, neuroscientists have studied that the way the brain retrieves memories also determines success. Think about negative experiences where you had an injury of some sort from doing something, right? Emotional, physical, whatever it may be. That experience probably discouraged you from doing it again, at least for the foreseeable future, huh? Scientists have found that you can edit those negative associations in those memories by bringing it back together and letting it get smaller and dimmer. When you've brought it out of your periphery, you can insert new details that scramble that memory in new experiences. It is likely that the experience in hindsight isn't as bad as you created it to be, and that's because memories are often biased due to our ego being involved in it during recall. The topic of ego and memory gets pretty deep in cognitive neuroscience, and we can get into that in another topic. And the RAS is powerful when it brings your subconscious and your conscious mind together with dopamine feedback loops and memories. That's all I have for you in our episode today, and... I wanted to mention that an important feature of this podcast is that we deep dive into several topics at a time. Therefore, by stopping here, I know that there are probably so many other questions, so stay tuned every Thursday and Sunday for new release episodes. Other than that, I'm going to leave you with the same message I leave you in every single one of the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thank you so much for your time and your attention, and above all, thank you for your interest in science.